Welcome to the Consultants Council podcast, a place for consulting industry guidance and best practice advisory. Whether you're working to grow in your consulting career, you're managing and developing a consulting firm, you're working with consultants, or you're just interested in business and high-performance advice, we've got recommendations and education for you. I'm Kelsey Kreveling, founder and CEO of Kelsey Consulting, a firm focused on building high-performing organizations, teams, and individuals through a variety of ventures, including the Consultants Council. I've spent my career at the intersection of technology and management consulting, working with organizations across the country to help solve their toughest challenges, while also supporting the growth and development of multiple consulting firms, helping them improve their long-term performance trajectory. In addition, I'm an entrepreneur across a few different industries and I serve as a startup investor and advisor, promoting the ideas of other entrepreneurs as they work to gain traction in their industries. With so many people gearing up to launch their own businesses and establish their own consulting practices, I wanna make available the advice and lessons I've learned along the way. This podcast is made possible by Kelsey Consulting with media support by Class Act Media. For more information, check out our site at theconsultantscouncil.com and kelsey.consulting. That's K-E-L-S-C dot consulting. And now, stay tuned for this episode's counseling because the consulting world is full of nuances and the answer is always, it depends. What's possible? Do more. Hey there, and welcome to the Consultants Council podcast. I'm Kelsey Krebling, and I am thrilled for today's guest, Dr. Moon Lee. Moon is a dentist and also a dear friend of mine. He and I had the opportunity to work together in 2018, 2019, while working in Chicago with a large healthcare system, uh, helping them through a big implementation project, and we became fast friends, um, got to enjoy the city together, but also really got to navigate quite a lot from a consulting perspective together. So he's somebody who, did not start off going to dental school and coming into consulting, but rather did the opposite. He actually worked within technology, moved into consulting, and then elected to make a later in career transition and go to dental school. So super thrilled to talk with him today to dig into some of the traits and lessons learned from his consulting experience that are now serving him well as a dentist working with patients. Welcome to the Consultants Council podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. Joining me is a dear friend and former colleague, Dr. Moon Lee. Now, Moon has not always been a doctor. That's a recent development since he and I had the privilege of working together. Uh, So Moon, so thrilled for you to join today. Uh, I'm really get to dig in and share your consulting story and journey, um, but also your experience working in healthcare, both as a consultant and now as a provider. Welcome. Thanks for having me here. Awesome. So, you know, as we dig in, uh, you've had a long track record of being a consultant. What took you into that field? So uh, I started my career just out of college, um, 
with a math degree at working at a place called Epic Systems, a place you and I both worked at. <laughs> um, we didn't know each other there. Uh, I think you had already left by the time I started. Might've had like a couple month overlap. Yeah. Uh, and Epic was a great place, a great first job. It taught me a lot of great skills, um, a lot of uh, soft skills on top of, you know, technical skills. <laughs> um, but I, when I first started there, there was it was sort of at the precipice of uh, the transition of my role there. Uh, my role was called technical services. So it was supposed to be sort of half uh, technical problem solving, half customer service. Um, but by the time I started, it was becoming um, almost exclusively customer service. And um, I got to, I went in thinking that it would be a lot more technical problem solving issue. And there's definitely problem solving, problem solving. But uh, what really essentially kicked my ass was the, uh, the soft skills. I uh, decided to leave the company after about three and a half years. Um, and then I uh, was looking for other opportunities. I wasn't planning on staying in the epic world, essentially. But then about a year after I left, um, I got offered a consulting gig working with Northwestern. And that's how I got my first consulting job. That's a big learning experience for me. Definitely, definitely different coming from sort of the vendor side to working on the client side. And again, I thought, uh, I knew everything uh, going into Epic, and that wasn't the case. And I thought I knew everything going into consulting, and that definitely wasn't the case. <laughs> um, there was a lot of skills that I didn't quite have working at Epic that I needed to catch up on very quickly as a consultant. And not just, you know, travel hacks or how to make the most of your time in hotels, but just sort of, I think this is where the soft skills come in again, you know, how to work with your clients, how to work with um, Epic, the vendor, and there was a, and navigating the politics of all of that as well. I think that was, um, that was a big thing. So yeah, I, I, I essentially kind of fell into consulting. <laughs> a lot of, like a lot of ex Epic people do. And um, now here I am. <laughs> okay, so, Kind of being pulled into consulting, not being what you were anticipating being a part of. I have to think even as a math major, you didn't know that you would even maybe be in healthcare, be doing what you were doing. Um, what did you do to get up to speed quickly to be able to deliver value and effectively support your clients? I would love to say that I read all these books and you know did research to gain those skills, but what really helped me was great mentorship from other consultants as well as consulting um, uh, mentors and bosses that I had, including you, Kelsey. <laughs> um, so I think at that first job, I uh, worked with uh, my direct supervisor, Christopher, who was also a consultant. And he kind of really helped me build the skills in um, that I was lacking in consulting. So. Uh, Things like being able to present things effectively, uh, being able to sort of rather than kind of waiting for the problems to come in and 
fixing those piecemeal, sort of taking a wider view and taking issues on proactively. And, uh, and at the same time, not only identifying those issues, but um, having the solutions ready for your clients before you even take it to them. How have you seen that approach really make a difference? I think the dynamic is different. I think as a consultant, sometimes you have to essentially protect your job. I don't know if that's the right word to do it. You know, the reason why clients engage us is to solve their issues for them, not just identify issues for them. And versus on the vendor side, I really could just kind of sit there and twiddle my thumbs until something came in. <laughs> and I think that kind of gave me a much more um, view from the 30,000 foot, I think is what the people say, right? Versus, you know, kind of getting lost in the individual problems that might pop up client to client. So I think that uh, really helped me kind of take a step back and learn the big picture rather than the um, little fires that putting out here and there. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's a, I love that you brought that up because it's really interesting the focus shift that people have to go through when they go from working in industry or working for a vendor to now being a consultant. Because as a consultant, we have to prove our worth every hour of every day that we're working in billing and we have to continuously show that value. And that is a very different perspective than when you're working with the vendor and being able to put that mindset in place is a really difficult thing for people who've worked in industry to do because you're now having to forecast, you're having to put yourself in the client's shoes, you're having to assess and evaluate from a lot of different vantage and viewpoints and quickly surmise what outcomes might result based on different inputs that you're witnessing and seeing and, and forecasting. And so that ability is not something that a lot of people do well but it's something that if you can make that shift makes all the difference in the really great consultants and those that unfortunately just are not able to make that pivot and end up staying in more analyst type of positions where they're you know they're not really being that client facing they might be on the back end doing um, due diligence type work doing analytics work, but they're not actually liaising with the clients and able to be the, the face of the engagement or the project. So I think that that's a, that's a huge component that you touched on there with people's ability to really self-evaluate and reflect on how am I behaving and how do I need to behave and what changes do I need to make in order to be able to effectively render that value? What for you made it clear that you actually had to make a shift when you were working with in you know, um working in industry at Epic versus being consultant. Was there anything that like yeah. happened fired for you that really made that apparent? Kind of going through my mindset through the ages. When I first graduated college, I had the perspective that all I needed to be was the smart guy or the guy that just solved the problems and not necessarily, I didn't really care about soft, soft skills coming out of school. And then in Epic, I 
that wasn't the case, but I could still kind of hide behind a firm, essentially. Um, you know, I didn't have to, I could build confidence by just bearing my head down and doing the job and delivering results, which is great. But as a consultant, there's a big shift where there's a component of selling yourself, where you have to lead with confidence, where you have to project confidence from the first sentence you um, speak to your potential clients and uh, and sort of maintaining that confidence level and competency on top of that uh, it is very, very difficult and very, very, um, it takes a lot of work, I guess. <laughs> um, whereas um, on the vendor side, you know, I think you, there's always somebody else to kick it up to. Whereas on the consulting side, a lot of the times the buck start stops with you. You know, you might still have manager as a consultant, but your work is your work, and how you present yourself is um, reflective of you mostly, rather than of the company mostly. Yep. No, you definitely you summarized that nicely. It is it is critical. And it's something that I love for more people as they're entering consulting and even as they're considering consulting to really think about and prepare for. How am I going to really now present myself in a manner which conveys that confidence, not arrogance, but confidence necessary to gain my clients' trust? And I, I think trust is the key word there because no matter how good of uh, a, a product you deliver, if they don't have buy-in in your skills and your confidence, it's just not going to be effective. Because a lot of our work is, yes, you know, oh, this number's off, let's fix it here. This number's off, fix it here. But a lot of it is just kind of working through the, uh, the interpersonal and working through the politics to implement those solutions not that those solutions are good or bad. Right. It's the implementation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's execution for sure. Uh, speaking of project execution and doing it well, favorite project outcome? Do you have one? Well, okay. I was working with a, um, a hospital system here in Wisconsin, actually, in South Wisconsin. Uh, they've been Epic customers for a long time, but they've been very behind in the upkeep of Epic. I think um, there were multiple versions behind uh, in terms of Epic software, whereas Epic is pretty adamant that its customers be on the latest and the greatest, right? Constant. Um, yeah, constant updates. That was the first time I wasn't in a big team. I, it was just me uh, and going in and sort of being the consultant. And I essentially worked on the entire revenue cycle side of it. And that was an opportunity for me to sort of prove myself in terms of in other spots, I had other folks in other projects. I had other consultants and mentors and managers that I worked together to, you know, run through ideas, discuss things and really drill down on problems together to solve the issue. But at this one, um, I didn't necessarily have that with other consultants. It was me, and I was bringing expertise that uh, 
this organization didn't necessarily have. So I couldn't necessarily, uh, rather I didn't have other folks to, with the same expertise to talk through things and brainstorm and things like that. And uh, the project was a success. Um, uh, it was sort of an upgrade on top of um, extending its system to a new hospital they were building, a giant hospital. Uh, and yeah, things went amazingly. And checking in with the, um, the steering committee at the uh, organization afterwards, uh, um, sort of project debrief, um, they really appreciated the knowledge that I brought and sort of and the the work that I did with the teams and as, as well as training the teams on the latest and the greatest in Epic, um, which uh, at that point I, I hadn't worked for Epic probably for five years, which means I had to get all these things by sort of digging through the system and reading through the documentation that Epic puts out, which doesn't always have great details. So um, yeah, it kind of confirmed for me that A, I still had the technical skills to dig through things and um, train folks on how to support the system, but it also, but it also um, confirmed that I could
first thing is, I think sometimes for me personally, I had a habit as a consultant of being very positivity focused in that I felt bad delivering bad news. You know, I would say X is a problem, but I kind of try to soften the blow and sugarcoat things. That cannot be the case in healthcare. You know, if I tell you, you have cancer, but then I say, it's not that bad. Your trust in me is going to be very not great. <laughs> um, so sort of being able to have awkward conversations and tough conversations is a skill that I'm still actively working on. A lot of the times with health, it's more about not necessarily the best medical outcome, but outcome for that person as a human being. And it's really understanding that and keeping that in mind as I work with patients. That's um, also a big goal that I'm working on. Yeah. How do you make sure you don't bring the work home or what do you do to insulate yourself from inevitably some of that difficulty that you experience every day? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really difficult not to bring the work home, um, especially because uh, sometimes you get after hours calls and, you know, you're talking to patients on your cell phone while minutes ago you were watching TV or <laughs> doing laundry or something. As a dentist, it's been a lot easier. Whereas, whereas a consultant, anytime I had my computer, I could be working. But as a dentist, much more difficult to do that. <laughs> Um, so definitely having sort of a workspace and a home space, I think is important. And that's definitely something I wish, um, I distinguish more as a, as a consultant as well, rather than, you know, having your home office also be the place where you hang out and watch TV and play games, have a dedicated workspace where, where you sit down and open your computer here, and this is where I do my work. This is, I don't eat here. I don't watch thing, watch YouTube here. I don't play games here versus um, over here is where I have fun. Or this is where I, this is the dinner table I eat um, meals with my family, or this is the computer that I play games on, that kind of thing. So having that strong, even if it's just a mental boundary of a workspace, and a play space. Yeah. Awesome advice. Moon, any further thoughts you want to share with this consulting audience? There's a new skill that I'm working on um, that I don't think necessarily I had practiced on as a consultant. And that is um, long-term relationship building with your team. That's very, uh, that's been a, Kind of a difficult thing for me uh, because I think sometimes as a consultant we um, go into a project or a situation with a countdown clock versus you know as a dentist sometimes you're at the same place for 35 years you have to be really diligent about building really really strong relationship with not just your patients but the the team in your office and it's the dynamic is also very very different whereas before you know 
I was their consultant guy and I didn't really feel like I had a big power dynamic issue with other consultants or clients that I worked with versus as a dentist, you know, everyone in the office is calling you a doctor and how you behave in front of your team is going to affect how they behave in front of you and in front of patients. And so much of the time, the stronger relationship with the patient is built by the hygienist and the assistant. So if you can't be uh, always professional, but caring and kind, that that line has been really, really difficult to navigate. Because, uh, you know, as a consultant, I felt more like an individual. Um, versus as a dentist, I feel more like the representation of the entire practice. <laughs> that has been a, a, a difficult thing. And I, I feel like that would be still a really good skill for a consultant to develop as well, because sometimes, and I'm sure you can attest to this too, even if it's a short project, sometimes that connection can really come through for you many years down the line. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And um, that, that that was definitely certain uh, skill I was lacking as a consultant, but I think it would have been really important for me to learn and have. Yep. Yeah. I am. Um, there's a quote out there that I, I don't love. It's been going around recently that says, the bridges you burn will light the way. And I yeah. completely disagree. I, I couldn't disagree more. In fact, yeah. the bridges you build will continue to serve you well throughout your career. Career. And, you know, when you're first coming out of school, you don't yet know the importance of that to the same extent. You think, oh, I've interacted with this person here and then I move on and do something else. Well, most industries are actually pretty small. Um, most communities are actually pretty small. I've had the opportunity to live in a lot of different places and certainly travel a ton. And I can't tell you there's there's so few degrees of separation in who knows whom and in how they interact, whether it be personally, professionally, uh, and making sure that the reputation reputation that you're building and that the relationships that you're cultivating are positive and based in consideration of the other humans that you're interacting with is really paramount. Yeah. So that, I think bringing that up. Yeah, I think that's probably the best word to describe the skills that I learned as a consultant that's serving me um, well as a dentist. Yeah. Very awesome. Yeah. Well, Moon, thank you so much for your time today. This has been fun. It was nice to see your face too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been too long. it's been too long. It really um, has been. Well, thank you so much for joining this episode of the Consultants Council and um, really appreciate your insights and I hope that they help others. Thank you again for having me. This was very fun. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Consultants Council. Thank you so much for your interest and engagement. Let us know what you'd like to learn more about by writing into info at theconsultantscouncil.com. Thanks to Kelsey Consulting for sponsoring this podcast and to Class Act Media for the media support. And with that, cheers and all my best. Have a great week. And remember, What's possible? Do more.